Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. God gave me a Ferrari because I am a Ferrari. You're a Ferrari too. When God made you, he had all the options put on. You are fully loaded and totally equipped. So do this with me. Where did we ever come up with the style of preaching we have today? There is some entertaining preaching, but not convicting preaching, and the legacy has been tragic. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Here we go. You be the judge. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Order in the court. This is Wretched Radio. Prepare to play one of America's fastest growing game sensations. Which clip is reality. That's right. We have two clips for your consideration. It is your responsibility to determine which one is a spoof and which one is reality. This might not be easy because both of these videos are very well produced. Which one is reality? Jimmy, are you prepared for your onerous responsibility of representing the tens and tens of people listening to this here wretched radio program? Absolutely. The setup for this (laughs) was exhausting. Here we go. This is clip number one. Pretty self-explanatory. Is this reality or not? Our next spelling bee contestant is Madison. Your word is precocious. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Precocious. Little know-it-alls like you are annoyingly precocious. Precocious. P-R-E-C-O-C-I-O-U-S. Precocious. That's correct. Uh, Lincoln, your word is woman. Woman, can I have the country of origin, please? I I don't, I don't, probably England or Germany or something. Woman. Um, can I have the definition, please? Uh... Why don't you ask Judge One that question? Can I have the definition of woman, please? No. Why not? <coughs> I'm allowed to ask for definitions, right? The the thing is, a woman is the there. The a woman is 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 yeah, what, a she's, woman. what she's trying to say is that each person gets to define for themselves what a a woman is. So can you define it? No. Why? I just want to know the definition of woman. And that makes you a hateful little bigot, Lincoln. I don't hate anybody. (laughs) How about we just use it in a sentence? Abortion is a woman's Right. If a woman makes an accusation, we should believe all women. Joe Biden picked a woman as a running mate. Ketanji Brown Jackson is the first black woman on the Supreme Court. Hillary Clinton should have been the first woman president. UPenn swimmer Leah Thomas is a woman. I'm a woman. I'm not a woman. Woman. How can you use in all those sentences if you don't know the definition? Listen, you intolerant little bigot, just spell the word so we can get a girl up here to win this whole thing. The definition of woman is woman. Hmm? Woman, a woman, woman. Are you happy? That doesn't make any sense. It's a simple word. We all know what a woman is. Just spell woman. Okay, 
Woman. W O M A N. Woman. Wrong! It's got an X in it now for some reason. <laughs> w O M X N. Now get out of here! <laughs> A spelling bee from parts unknown. Was that reality? And if you happen to say no, well, you're actually correct. However, it sure sounds a lot like an interview that took place on Capitol Hill. Senator Josh Howley, he continues to just frustrate liberals. A UC Berkeley law professor was being asked questions, and Senator Howley just wanted to have an understanding of, well, when you use these phrases, what exactly do you mean Uh, professor bridges you said several times you've used a phrase i want to make sure i understand what you mean by it you've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy would that be women (laughs) and what you're going to hear sounds a lot like that babylon b bit because it's literally a a woman an educator getting very agitated and even trying to turn the tables and scold senator howley you should know and you probably won't be shocked when i went looking for this clip on the youtube machine i typed in senator howley and the uc berkeley it's all it took msnbc c-span cnn all had it and the title was something along the lines of Professor smashes Senator Howley, teaches him a lesson. Well, let's see if the good senator learned his lesson. And please note how similar this is to the Babylon Bee spoof. Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. There's your answer right there. But did you notice that little sleight of hand she tried to play? Clever tactic. This woman is very dubious, deceptive, and downright um, detached from reality. Hey, Hey, look, there are some actual women who are, you know, women and they can't have babies. So, see, there's some men that can't have babies and there's some men who are. See, see what she did there? She's just getting warmed up. This isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, We it's, can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic. Sound familiar? You just ask a question. That is all it takes these days. And there's a reason for that. Academia is so detached from reality, they cannot engage in a conversation. And she does her level best to make sure that Senator Howley can't get in the word edgewise because When he does, it totally deflates their worldview. This is the tactic that is being used, and you need to know this is how they are winning the war, and it has implications for Christians, because if we can't even ask questions, well, that would be a slight limitation on freedom of speech now, wouldn't it? Can you think of any other activity 
moral issue where you can't even talk about you. You can't ask a question. And incidentally, what you're hearing in her response is based in CRT. You see, Senator, you 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 don't know these things and you are so transphobic simply by asking this question. Therefore, zip it. That is a page right out of CRT. Um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow. You're saying that I'm opening up people to violence. by Yeah, that that's what she's saying. She literally said that this is you've read the statistics where they claim that these people who are struggling with their gender identity are more inclined to commit suicide. And I actually don't argue with that. It's because they're hurting. They're confused. They're wounded. They, they need a great deal of loving care. That, that's, that's what they need, not affirmation of their poor thinking. But she is going to now use that little statistic and observation to say the cause of it, the reason for it, are people like you, Senator Howley, who are asking questions about the subject matter. Senator Howley doesn't really miss a beat on this. By not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important. Because of my line of questioning? Because so we can't talk about it? Because denying that trans people exist. And- <laughs> She's like Machine Gun Kelly just blasting out one pathetic bullet after another. It's our fault. You ask a question and what you're doing is actually denying the existence of another human being. Did you know you were doing that? I think it's important because of my line of questioning. Because so we can't talk about it. Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking you? about women wow. having pregnancies. Remember, we just heard a spoof from the Babylon Bee. Sound familiar? Do you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think <laughs> so. You are denying that trans people like this thing. And that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you Absolutely. or are they also treated like this? Where no, no, no. They're, they're told that to they're question. opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Oh, well, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned you, a lot just I know. in this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Yep. Um, <laughs> the cream of the academic crop right there. Detached from reality. Let's be praying for the Babylon Bee because who knows how long they can stay in business. <laughs> As reality looks more like a spoof than an actual spoof. If you find yourself in this type of conversation, I might encourage you to take the advice of Daryl Harrison, who is featured in our new Breaking Bread episode. Remove the question from this context. You've got to elevate it. You've got to put it into the context of the Bible. Otherwise, you'll be as frustrated as Senator Josh Howley. This is Wretched Radio. Confession, normally numbers aren't my favorite subject, but these numbers make me happy. MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing with twice the satisfaction rate of MediShare members versus traditional health insurance plans. The average family saves $500 per month. Over $3 billion worth of medical bills have been shared 
among MediShare members, which, by the way, MediShare has been around for a quarter of a century. Don't forget, telehealth is available at MediShare, and it will take you two minutes to receive a quote to see what you and your family could be saving every single month with MediShare. Affordable, biblical health sharing. Please spend a very worthwhile two minutes at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Have you ever wanted to break bread with Todd? If so, you probably shouldn't. The guy chews with his mouth open. But let me tell you about our newest production here at Wretched. It's called Breaking Bread. And Todd sits down with a special guest each quarter to discuss pertinent issues Christians are facing. Guests like Phil Johnson, Daryl Harrison, Steve Lawson, Justin Peters, Ray Comfort, Tim Challies, and others. Those guys were selfless and they sacrificed themselves for you. They sat down and broke bread with Todd so you don't have to. You'll be able to view a brand new Breaking Bread each quarter totally free on the Wretched YouTube channel. Hear topics like racism, aging and dying well, shepherding a child's heart, the fear of evangelism, how not to be a discernment jerk, and more were all discussed on Breaking Bread, which is another production made possible by our gospel partners. To learn more about becoming a Wretched Gospel Partner, just visit wretched.org slash donate. And to learn more about Breaking Bread, visit wretched.org slash breaking bread. Thanks to our partners, we were able to create channels of food supplies from neighboring countries of Moldova and Romania. Over 45 tons of non-perishable food supplies were brought in and delivered to thousands of people from small towns and cities that suffered from the war. That is our dear brother Max from the Tomorrow Clubs in Ukraine, continuing to preach the gospel, opening up kids' clubs where they can, and because of the war, providing resources, providing food and shelter and prayer, and of course, the gospel to people who are in need. If you have never considered supporting Tomorrow Clubs, this might be the right time. You are needed in Ukraine. Tomorrow Clubs will do the work. They will take care of the distribution. They just need the resources. Would you please consider providing them? Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Important dates in Christian history. 405 AD. After 23 years of work, translating from Hebrew and Greek manuscripts, Jerome completes the Latin Vulgate version of the Bible that becomes the standard for the next 1,000 years. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hey, Jimmy. Yes? Where was Jimmy when we needed him? Uh, uh-huh. This is Wretched <laughs> Radio. I'm just listening to this ridiculous exchange between a UC Berkeley professor and Senator Josh Howley. When the microphones were off during the break, Jimmy, you chimed in with, an, with a really astute observation that does nobody any good <laughs> when you do it after the segment ends. Sorry. What's the most important thing about doing radio? saying stuff timing (laughs) timing that's right (laughs) take two jimmy what's the most important thing about doing radio timing no that's not how you do the joke (sighs) all right (sighs) go ahead ask me the question hey todd what's the most timing Mm. yeah don't ask me again what's the most important thing about radio todd timing yeah (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) thank you 
This is a UC law professor practicing the old Mott and Bailey switcheroo. You'll remember this is a little bit of a linguistics tactic that is employed constantly these days. You will hear it loud and clear because Jimmy has now pointed it out to us. This is the professor trying to blame Senator Josh Howley for people committing suicide because he's simply asking questions about transgenderism. The Mott is the strong tower. This is the place where the people gather in the village when they are under assault. We come together for protection and safety inside of the Mott. It's the Bailey, which is the surrounding village where we live. So after the threat is gone, we go out into the village and we live our lives. And some, I don't know what his religious beliefs are, philosopher coined the tactic that you are going to hear employed by this UC professor as a Mott and Bailey. It is where we are in our Mott and we agree on something. People should be treated kindly. Yes, we all agree. And then liberals will leave the strong tower and they will go out into the Bailey where they will say things like, and this is why Leah Thompson needs to be able to swim as a girl, even though he's a biological male. Hey, what are you what are you talking about? And then they run back to the bot and go, don't you want people to be treated nicely? Oh, it's a sneaky one. And she pulls it. Listen for it. So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow. You're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies. So I'm one. I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning because we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm denying that trans people exist by asking you you if you're talking about women having pregnancy. (laughs) Did you catch it? Did you catch it? We all agree. People should be treated with respect and the dignity that is due to an image bearer of God. We agree on that. This UC professor runs out into the Bailey and says, therefore, you need to affirm somebody who is very confused about their gender. You question them on that. And then what do they do? They run back in. Hey, do you want people committing suicide? Is that what you want? You're denying their existence. No, that's not what I was doing. I was asking you a question. Nevertheless, the Mott and Bailey tactic alive and well on Capitol Hill. Senator Howley getting into a doozy with a UC Berkeley law professor, which this is another one of the contemporary clips that I hope go viral on the Internet that reveal our elites do not have a foot in reality. Now, I grant you, they operate in reality. They put on their shoes so their feet don't get cut. They put food in their mouths so they don't starve to death. But that is about as close as so many cultural and educational elites, academic elites, are attached to reality. They are just simply in another dimension. And you and I, you you can't debate this. Debate it, and you're a bigot. (laughs) Okay, okay, all right, all right. 
I guess I won't ask any more questions, let alone voice an opinion that is contrary. Senator Hawley could have said to her, and maybe he did, Senator Hawley could have said, wait a second, so asking a question is akin to denying somebody's existence. Mm -hmm. Do you ever ask your students questions? Aren't you denying their existence? And she'd go, well, no, I'm just trying. Exactly. But this is so detached from reality. This somehow works for them. This is a darkened mind. This is a mind that is no longer informed by much light. They do not have any sort of connection to reality because they don't have any connection to the Bible, to God, to Christian verities. They do not know what reality is. And so they go flying off into the air, totally untethered from what is really real. And and you get this kind of exchange. And you and I, I'm telling you, you can't win these conversations because you don't have the lingo, because you are attached to reality. You think different. The process is different. And I would encourage you to simply lift the conversation out of this muck that is created by progressives. You can't win it. Quote your Bible. Um, with all due respect to Matt Walsh, yeah, we do want to quote our Bibles. He doesn't, and I'm actually okay with that. But we do. Why? Because that's reality. The Bible is reality. The Bible is the only book that tells us what is up, down, right, wrong, true, false. And we need to quote it. So to this professor, professor, God created male and female, made it clear. Didn't say there are 72 different genders. He said there are two. Your issue is with God. Next question. Next person on the panel. And uh, move along, little doggy, because you can't win. And these types of presentations and performances used constantly these days. Senator Elizabeth Warren declaring war on pregnancy crisis centers. That's what she's trying to do to make sure that people... Do not have the ability to go to a place where they can get better information about what to do in their crisis pregnancy. Senator Howley was actually interviewing another woman. She was from a pro-life center. I don't know if it was a pre-born center or not, but she was from a pro-life center. And he asked her, do you do fake science? That's what Senator Warren is saying. She calls them fake so-called crisis pregnancy centers that mislead and deceive patients seeking abortion care. What, what kind of a switcheroo is that? We've somehow turned the termination of a whole innocent human being in the mother's womb, and we now call it health care. These are linguistic gymnastics, and you, you, can't, you can't use illogic in order to change somebody's illogical thinking. We just need to be truth speakers. We're, we're just different. We're, we are, we're, we're, we're not a talk show on cable news. We are Christians, and we have a tool, a weapon, if I dare say it these days, called the Word of God, and we need to simply be preaching it and proclaiming it. And by the, by the way, I... Hope you realize that now that men can have babies, it's okay for us to talk about abortion. <laughs> See what we did right there? <laughs> I'd love, 
I've got to go out to the campus. I wish the kids were in session. That would be a great question, because if you approach a young lady on a university campus, she's almost so will the guys almost certainly say it's a woman's right to choose. Can a man talk about it? No. But I thought men can have babies now. So can't we talk about it? Would love to see that pretzel get twisted up. Abortion activists launch Summer of Rage. Attack churches, pro-life pregnancy centers. Why? Because that's the way people who are detached from reality, who have no light inside of them, respond when they don't get their way. This is a child's temper tantrum, kicking and screaming on the floor, but it's dangerous. But in our detached from reality world, we don't call this criminal. We call this a protest. And right now, churches Crisis pregnancy centers, they are under assault. And if you've been thinking, wait a second, if half of the states are going to go for outlawing abortion, and by the way, you should look very carefully in your state to see what's going on. Are there things being done like they are being done in Georgia? Received a note from Matt, a buddy of mine who works at Georgia Right to Life. They want you to sign a petition, GRTL Petitions online so that our current governor will be encouraged by thousands of signatures to act right now make it illegal right now in georgia let's be one of those states that make it illegal and if you think well that means abortions will be done will be done away with no women are actually going to need more life centers why because they're they're now in a real crisis and they need help and support that is offered in pro-life centers would encourage you to support preborn.org slash wretched. They do just that. They don't just counsel. They don't just do ultrasounds. They help people who think they have no other option but to terminate the life of their child. Preborn.org slash wretched. This is Wretched Radio. This is Rented Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hanks. Oh, Disney. They just love to be relatable and trendy, don't they? A new show on the Disney Channel called Raven's Home, which is targeted at preteens and teens, features Disney's first transgender character. Just what we've all been waiting for, I'm sure. Parents, monitor what your kids are consuming very closely if you're not already. Disney's not the only entity that's aggressively attempting to groom your children. Okay, so there are times when I read things that I have to reread them a couple of times because what I'm reading can't possibly be real. Well, here's an example of one of those moments. Maisie Hirono, who is a senator from Hawaii, recently said out loud in front of other people that she finds it ridiculous that there are people like the Supreme Court who refer to our founding fathers when interpreting the Constitution. Yeah, I had to read that one a couple of times. It did not seem real. I mean, who wants to refer to the people that actually wrote a document to get some clarity on that document? That would be a crazy thing to do. A crisis pregnancy center in California has been forced to spend $150,000 on security because they're receiving so many violent threats. We can thank Elizabeth Warren for that one. Violently threatening people who are working to save innocent lives every single day. That seems like such a stand-up thing to do. Okay, so have you figured out how Marxism works yet? 
If not, let me try to help. A video was recently posted on Twitter where a lady proceeds to explain thin privilege. Yep, thin privilege. It's a thing, apparently, with spectrums, whatever that means. So here's how it works. If you're flying on an airplane and you need to ask the stewardess for a seatbelt extender and everyone else on that flight requires no seatbelt extender, well, then those people have thin privilege compared to you. Then if someone gets on the plane that has to purchase two seats because the seatbelt extender won't work for them, well, in that case, you have thin privilege compared to them. So there may be people that have thin privilege compared to you, but that doesn't mean you don't also carry thin privilege yourself. You get it now? It's a spectrum. And now that I've educated you on Marxism and thin privilege, now would be the perfect opportunity for me to tell you about the new CRT activity book that's for sale. That's right, you can learn all about your white privilege with fun stickers and crossword puzzles and whatnot. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on this one. I think it's for sale on Amazon. Check it out. You need it in your life. For what? Not 100% certain about that, but it does have stickers and things. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible First and Second Kings relate the history of Israel from Solomon through the division of Israel into two kingdoms to the destruction of both kingdoms. Though Israel and Judah and their kings were often unfaithful, God continually calls His people to repentance through His prophets. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Oh, Jimmy, what's the most important thing about doing radio? Timing. Exactly. This is Wretched Radio, and that is just exactly what you did, mister. Can I call you mister? (laughs) Mister, Mr. Hicks. I was talking about the crisis pregnancy centers that are under assault. They are being vandalized. They are being burned up. And we need not less of them. We need more of them, even in the states where it is illegal now to perform an abortion. And Jimmy, you chimed in after the microphone was (laughs) turned off. And you said, what about the Episcopalian Church? They have recently voted to denounce crisis pregnancy centers denounce them denounce them and then they uh, also apologized for ever supporting them in the past i see yeah good that's the episcopalian denomination i would somebody sent i don't know where i found it i think it was at woke preachers if you've ever seen those videos you you would think it's babylon b again but no it's an episcopalian this guy was trying to teach that david raped bathsheba This is a narrative. Even some evangelicals are using it. It is a it is an interpretation of those historical events that has never been considered until we are now currently awakened to new standards of what is what the Bible is clear. What happened between those two was a sin. There is a word for rape. There is a way for the Hebrew language to describe that, and it doesn't use it with David. They sinned, but David did not rape Bathsheba. And this was a fellow in the pulpit. I'd, I don't know how he felt he could talk about an issue that affects women, but he was preaching on David raping Bathsheba. And I'd like to recreate it for you. Was, um, I know you're using words, sir. I recognize the English language. 
I even hear some, that was a noun and a verb and a definite article. I, I see what you did there, but I have no idea what you just said. It was unbelievable. He was painting the picture. It's just, it, it was just something like, there she is taking a bath. Perhaps the first time in a long time she was able to have some time to herself. You know what? I can't even actually, I do remember now. I can't tell you what he said that she was doing when David summoned her. It, it was it, it was really, it actually was quite sexual, the presentation. And he was using it to make the case that David raped Bathsheba. If he had, the Bible would have said so. There is a secondary response to this accusation. And that is that the sin that is identified with David is not rape. It was the killing of her husband when he had him murdered. So he was complicit in murder. That's the blood sin that is attached to David's name. Because what they did was a sin. If it had been rape, believe me, the Bible would have called him a rapist. Back to the Episcopalian sermon. So, th so then the guy started saying things like this. You see, for centuries now, we've been understanding this story wrong. We, we, we don't get this. Story. The Bible actually doesn't present it the way that it should. Whoa, hell, hold on. The, he literally said the Bible got this one wrong because it didn't use the word rape. Oh, I see. So you know better 3,000 years later. Okay, I'm tracking with you. But did you hear the undermining and the attitude toward the Bible? Do you know what gets me about the Episcopalian church? Go visit one. They always have the best churches. I'm telling you. The design, their architecture, they those Brits, they, they know how to build churches. Go into one, sit in a pew, and open up the hymnal. And you will read rock-solid theology that they do not believe a single letter. They, it's wonderful liturgy. And they do it in this formulaic way. They do it in a, with a formalism that makes it feel genuinely dead. And it's rock-solid sound. They just don't believe it. It's just a totally low view of the Bible. When you've got an Anglican priest in a pulpit, which is what an Episcopalian priest is, saying that the Bible got it wrong. Now, there weren't many people sitting there, but frankly, they should have started looking around. Where is that sign in red that says EXIT? We got to get out of here, kids, and run for the door. Speaking of denominations running for the door, here's actually a positive note. The Presbyterian Church, America, not USA, America, remember, the uni rule. If you have yourself a church that has the three letters U and I in that order, most likely it's not a perfect rule, but most likely you got yourself something that's wonky. And so it is with the Presbyterian Church United States. That is the liberal Presbyterian branch, PC America. They're having some battles but they're holding the line. And one of the demonstrations of that is they're actually going to leave uh, the National Association of Evangelicals. I thought this was actually quite fascinating because it gives us a little bit of an insight into what's happening at the NAE. What are they teaching there at this think tank known as the National Association of Evangelicals, which has always bent 
at best seeker sensitive, more to the left of evangelicalism. But you thought, well, it's the National Association of Evangelicals. They've got to be, you know, evangelical. Here's why the PCA is leaving. The National Association of Evangelicals, quote, has frequently intermeddled in civil affairs. I thought that this is this is fascinating. Presbyterians, and you're going to hear why they thought this was a big no-no. Frequently intermeddling in civil affairs. It points to a 2011 statement by the association meant to spark discussion on how climate change impacts vulnerable populations. The organization's past efforts supporting immigration reform and its 2015 change of heart on the death penalty, which it had previously supported. So three strikes against the NAE. And they're saying, we just we just don't want to be a part of it. I thought what was most interesting was their concern that the NEA is getting involved in politics. That's a subject that demands much more chatter on the Internet. What does Christian cultural engagement look like? We need to understand what our voice is, what our role is in a representative republic. How do we talk? How do we get involved? The PCA accusing the NAE, we've got a lot of vowels and consonants you need to keep track of in evangelicalism. They're saying because they do get involved politically, we don't want any part with them based on the Westminster Confession of Faith. The overture specifically names the Fairness for All Act drafted by the NAE and the Council for Christian Colleges and Universities. The act calls for federally recognized protections for sexual orientation and gender identity alongside strong religious exemptions. That's the NAE. And the PCA has said, we're out. No, thanks. Don't need it. Speaking of Presbyterians, this is another positive note in Yeah, the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. That's how you're supposed to say it, by the way. You kind of got to have to swallow the R. Ireland. Like that. You're welcome. We will not rewrite the Bible on issues of abortion, euthanasia, same-sex marriage, transgenderism, and more. Whether the organization is loved or despised, respected or reviled. Presbyterian Church in Ireland. I say good on you. I hope that you're staying really Presbyterian in every regard. But they're feeling a squeeze that is already being felt in the States, and it will increase in its intensity. How we get to speak in the culture. That's what you heard with the Senator Howley interview of the UC Berkeley law professor. You can't even talk about it. The Irish Presbyterians are going, oh, we're going to talk about it. We're, 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 we're going we're gonna to toe the line biblically. May I encourage you to start preparing your heart and your family's hearts for being a Christian in a culture that is bonkers and antagonistic? If not, the, even if, even if much of the potential persecution that many of us fear is not just on the horizon. It's it's already come over the hill and it's invaded our territory. Even if that doesn't happen, it's a good thing for us to think about what it is like to live in a hostile setting because the majority of our brothers and sisters do. This They probably read these stories about a baker or a cake maker and, and they, they, they think that Okay, well, you're getting sued. Um, 
we get our feet beat in a prison where we don't get fed for days on end and live in squalor. It's not bad to remember that and what their life is like and to potentially prepare for that is what it could look like for us. Why? Because the history of the Christian church is not one of freedom and liberty. It is one of persecution, and we would do very well to be prepared for it because it appears in milder forms, it's already here. Salute to them Presbyterians holding the line. This is Wretched Radio. Hmm, something is happening in the Philippines. Wait, I know what it is. Jesus is building his church. Please meet Pastor Kitu Espiritu from the Master's Academy International in the Philippines. Your support allows us to fill pulpits and transform lives. Pastors are being equipped to rightly divide the truth. People in the Philippines are hearing the truth rightly preached and coming to know the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Jesus is on the march in the Philippines. Souls are being saved, churches are being built, and yet there are too many empty pulpits. And that is where you come in. Would you please consider filling an empty pulpit in the Philippines so that people can hear the word rightly divided? The Masters Academy International training pastors to do just that in the Philippines and 17 other nations. To learn more, please visit wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Hey, thank you for listening to Wretched Radio today. We know you have infinite choices in what gets your time, and we don't take for granted that you've chosen Wretched Radio. And we also want to thank those of you who are monthly Wretched Gospel partners. Without your support, we could not do all that we're able to do. From Wretched Radio and Wretched TV to other productions like Road Trip to Truth, Transformed and Breaking Bread, not to mention the many resources available in the Wretched store, they're all possible only because of you and your ongoing support. If you're not already a monthly Wretched Gospel partner, would you prayerfully consider becoming one? Help us continue producing quality productions that reach millions with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And know that we take seriously our stewardship of the resources you provide. That's why we're audited yearly by the ECFA, so you know we're accountable to you. Get all the information you could ever need about becoming a monthly Wretched Gospel partner now by visiting wretched.org slash donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. The war for life is not over. The war for life has just begun. Dan Steiner from preborn.org slash wretched. Our partner clinic in um, Buffalo, New York, is firebombed. A clinic in Longmont, Colorado also was burned. And so this is the essence of who we are as Christians. We war not against flesh and blood. The implication is that we are, in fact, at war, and we are. The war for life rages on state by state, city by city, block by block, woman by woman. Would you please consider supporting preborn.org slash wretched, providing free ultrasound, providing counseling, providing parental training, providing Similac, providing clothes, providing diapers, and offering them the good news of the gospel. We are at war for life. Please consider supporting preborn.org slash wretched. Attributes of God. Do you think God explodes with anger when you sin? Remember the word impassibility. It means that God is without passion. 
his affections, such as wrath, anger and love, are always foreknown, voluntary and controlled, and they are always consistent with God's unchanging nature, and his wrath has been settled on the cross. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Or it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the Wretched Radio program. This is Wretched Radio. Jimmy? Yes? Third time, you wait for the segment to end, and then you go, hey, and nobody gets to hear it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't like to share. You don't? <laughs> These Maybe are we need to have some lessons on this <laughs> for sharing at the appropriate times. Okay, the David Rape Bathsheba business. Yes. You said you've got all kinds of feelings on that subject. Well, I think it, yeah, uh, I think that line of thinking can open people up to um, to to feel like that God is okay with abortion. Because like, rape is so horrible. If God, you know, because God killing the son of David and Bathsheba, um, it makes him look like that. It's okay if mm. if there were if it comes from oh, rape. Oh, you're right. Yeah, isn't that ducky? Yeah. It, I I I can't tell you that I've ever read every single church history book to hear every church father speak on the subject of abortion. Overwhelmingly, it's just opposed to abortion. But I've never heard anybody even hint that David raped Bathsheba. Nobody's denying his sin and. She was sinning, too. There were all kinds of things going on in that story, but rape was not one of them. This is a newfangled invention that people are using to try to stay in step with our very woke culture. Speaking of woke culture, PBS Kids Odd Squad received an email from Eric saying he was sitting there doing some work. He had PBS on. His kids are watching Odd Squad. When suddenly there was a lesbian wedding. <laughs> the episode is called Monumental Oddness. Thought you'd like to know, Mom and Dad. That's what PBS is cranking out. Is anything safe? No, I actually don't think that it is. Here's another email that I received. This is from Robert. I heard about providing MacArthur study Bibles, and I thought I would share this little story. Oh, Jimmy, we get a story here. I like stories. Yep. I helped lead a pastor's conference in Uganda about four years ago. About 400 pastors there. That's exciting, isn't it? Similar to the Philippines. There are actually thousands of pastors. Now, the problem is training and materials and resources to study well-intentioned individuals who have no library at all and people sitting in the pews have no bibles back to uganda we go we were doing the conference 400 pastors our church taught on a variety of topics including the authority of scripture preparing and delivering sermons church leadership structures well that's what tmai does 17 countries. They train pastors to do just that. Encourage you, please consider supporting TMAI, the Master's Academy International, wretched.org slash pastor or wretched.org slash Bible. Why? Because we've started a new partnership with TMAI to send thousands of MacArthur study Bibles to our brothers and sisters in the Philippines who don't even own a Bible, let alone a study Bible, please consider supporting it. Wretched.org slash Bible. Back to Uganda. One of the local regional leaders in Uganda preached a brief message that was not 
a correct biblical representation. I pulled him aside and shared some perspective, including the notes from my MacArthur study Bible. He had never seen a study Bible before. He was responsible for overseeing 75 small churches and had never seen a study Bible. We, we, we want to change that for our brothers and sisters in good Bible teaching churches in the Philippines. But we're not done with Uganda yet. I offered to give my study Bible to him. And he collapsed in tears of happiness. It was an amazing time of watching pure joy over better being able to proclaim God's word and feed his flock and other pastors. That is just one demonstration of the joy that you could provide for our brothers and sisters in the Philippines by providing a MacArthur study Bible, wretched.org slash Bible. Jimmy, I've actually got some good news here in a pile of <laughs> How good nonsense. is it? Sense. I, I, I don't know that I've heard anybody else doing this. And mm -hmm. it's like, duh, duh. Were you outraged when you heard about corporations saying, we'll pay $4,000 so that you can go to a state that provides abortions because we want you to have that woman's health care right? We'll actually fund it and pay for you to take the life of your child. Did any of us stop and go, Wait a second. There's a lot of Christians that own businesses. This is a veteran-owned business. It is called, it's an insurance company, I believe. It is uh, the company uh, Buffer Insurance said, we're actually going to pay for adoptions. Boing! Beautiful! Instead. Okay, the pagan companies are going to do what pagan companies do. They're going to try to send women to another location so that they can have an abortion. Christian business saying, we'll pay for adoption, which, by the way, a um, lot more than an abortion. Isn't that fascinating? To get an abortion in this country, you can actually get it for free. You, you can go to a Planned Parenthood clinic. Zero, nothing. To adopt a kid, I don't even know what it is. And Jimmy, would you kindly Google cost of adoption? I'm not a dog or a cat, a human being. What, is it, what does it cost to adopt a child? I'll, I'll bet it's pushing to $40,000 for a family to step in and bring a child into their home and into that bond, which is can, can be profound and deep. Why is it that abortion is cheaper than adoption? This is in response to over 60 major companies stating their intentions to reimburse employees traveling for an abortion if they live in states that ban the practice. The company plans to cover the medical costs of childbirth or adoption and offer paid maternity or paternity leave. I, I don't know what a buffer insurance is, but salute to them. Don't know if you might want to consider doing something similar, business owner. Jimmy, what's the cost of an adoption? So quickly, uh, the, the result was between uh, ten and uh, 40000 Okay, anywhere between that. Maybe, maybe the ten. If you do it through the state system, yeah, could be. But even the state system is crazy expensive. Because I, I years ago it was outrageous, and I'm sure that the economy of scale it just continues to go up to be totally bonkers. One church camp. You're gonna love this. 
One church camp houses kids based on gender identity and won't tell the parents if the counselor living in their cabin is trans. Cool. The uni rule applies. First, community church. Now, I know there's some good community churches, but this isn't one of them. First, community church. They put people in cabins, kids in cabins at the camp, as young as eight based on their gender identity. And parents will not be notified if a transgender counselor or camper is in their child's cabin. At their website, under the question, will I be notified if a trans counselor is in my child's cabin? This is the response from the church. Families will not be notified of the names, medical histories, or any other personal information about their child's counselors before, during, after their session. Well, I guess they're pretty emphatic about that. Mind your business, mom and dad. We're going to raise your kid. It's not your job. It's ours. Children may choose to switch cabins during camp without parental notification. On its website, the camp states, it looks to follow Jesus, but that Christianity is not the only way of life. Okay, so you're not Christian. Could these people please come up with a new... Take Islam, please, somebody. Take Islam. Take Buddhism. Take another world. Quit calling yourself Christian. If you don't believe that Jesus is the exclusive way to the Father, you're not Christian. I know the standards continue to get dropped in Christianity for what actually qualifies somebody as being Christian. Can we agree that you have to believe Jesus is the only way? Okay, if you don't, then get out. Go do your own thing. Start up your own cult. Please, start up your own cult. By the way, speaking of starting your own cult, somebody sent me a video of Joe Rogan from 2017. I don't know who the fellow was that he was talking about. He was claiming that the, Joe Rogan was claiming that the Roman Catholic Church was a cult. Um, well, a lot of religions can have cult-like tendencies, but that doesn't qualify them as a cult. But more than that, I, I'm not all that familiar with Joe Rogan. I know he's wildly popular. He, he's, he's, he hates God. He hates Christianity a lot. Be careful who you put in your earbuds. And another, I know they do a lot of good political stuff at the Daily Wire. Jordan Peterson, um, teaches, a, he'll say it himself, a, psycho, a psychologized version of the book of Genesis. He sees Christianity through a Jungian filter. We'd love to see him say, but it doesn't appear that that's happened yet. Ben Shapiro is Jewish. Is it Michael Knowles? He's Roman Catholic. And so too is, who's the other, uh, they've got another biggie on there, Jimmy. Do you know who the one is that's Roman Catholic? Uh, did you just say Michael Knowles? Yeah, Michael, there, there's, a, there's another fellow. Uh, just know that you're not going to get a biblical perspective. We've always got to keep that filter on, don't we? Until tomorrow, go serve your king.